Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, oh, oh. 
רדיפות כואבות בכל זמן, בכל מקום עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה עלילות שקרים צוררים קשים שרוצים רק להרוס עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר ניקח אוויר עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. השנאה תיפול, הגינה תחתור, ויגידו אז בקור. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. ככה אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספר של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד כאן. עוד תרשם, 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 עוד תרשם,
JM in the AM. Ellie Schwabel, JM in the AM, Thursday morning. That's We Are One. Navar was done by Simcha Liner. Kaveret, Poogie with Yoya. That was the live version from uh, the Kaveret by Park triple album. Uh, Karva, brand new from Eitan Katz and Zusha. Ashrenu, a song we can't stop playing from Omek Hadavar. <laughs> Sheibana, that was Ellie Marcus. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this July 2nd, the 10th of Tammuz. Good morning, everybody. One week away from the three weeks, believe it or not. Yeah. I guess you could say that the uh, the slow days of summer this year, or these slower days, at least as the Jewish community is concerned, um, will be in the month of July. When is Tisha B'Av? July 30th. Wow. Shabbos Nachamu, officially August 1st. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, so we're a week away from the three weeks uh, today, Thursday, here at JM in the AM. whole bunch of great stuff, including Rabbi Yoshua Fass, founder of Nefesh Benefesh. Can't wait to speak to him. There's more big news. There's always big news when it comes to Nefesh Benefesh, especially during COVID. But there's even more big news now to discuss with, um, with Rabbi Fass. Amazing. By the way, yesterday I was in touch with David Matlow. I'm trying to find my, uh, oh, here we go. Yesterday I was in touch with David Matlow. And he um, he proposed that in honor of the 4th of July, which is coming up on Shabbos, we do a special Herzl Museum segment because he has a lot of stuff, a lot of artifacts in his collection that have to do with the American flag. So we scheduled it. David Matlow, who has that incredible Herzl collection. That was a big hit with our audience when we did that uh, Zoom that Zoom tour of the five items a few weeks ago. That was a big hit. So we've scheduled him for uh, 8 o'clock on this coming Monday. Fourth of July is Shabbos. Our next JM in the AM will be Monday. Uh, after that, so 8 o'clock this coming Monday, David Matlow will give you all the information regarding Zoom um, and how to access it. And he'll have a bunch of items, somewhere between 5 and 10 items, that he's going to share with us that are Herzl-appropriate and 4th of July-appropriate. So I thought that was really cool, and I'm glad he agreed to do it, and I thank you, David. Uh, yet another cool thing to look forward to that you'll only get on JMM, as I said to... Um, as I said to Rabbi Goldberg, Rabbi Moskowitz, and Rabbi Brody last night on the uh, Behind the Bema show, <laughs> there are certain things you're only going to get and only going to hear and only going to see, because now Zoom has it uh, and Facebook Live has it, on JM and the AM. And, and one of them is these uh, incredible tours that David Matlow is giving us of his Herzl collection. I don't think they were impressed last night, by the way, that I had Herzl here in the studio, <laughs> my little Herzl model. They didn't notice it, and then when I pointed it out, it was like, wasn't a big deal. Anyway, it was a great interview. I uh, I really thank Rabbi Goldberg. He's a great host, and his uh, his rabbis and colleagues are great co-hosts. And we had a fun time, and they gave me a real opportunity to talk about uh, the last 35 years, which was really nice. Really, really nice. 
You can access it, by the way, facebook.com slash from Goldberg. Uh, you can access it. The Facebook Live video is there, and you can check out a whole bunch of stuff at rabbiephromgoldberg.org. Uh, there's a tab there for the uh, Behind the Bemis segment, so you can check out all the old shows, the new shows, et cetera, et cetera. It was really nice. Oh, and I want to say good morning to all of our new listeners down in Boca. I'm sure after yesterday's show, a lot of people went ahead and uh, installed the uh, Nahum Siegel Network app and checked out our website at NahumSiegel.com and are now regular listeners. So thank you. Hello, Boca. Hello, Boca Raton. Hello, Florida. Hello, Sunshine State. Hello to everybody who's now uh, officially a regular listener of ours. By the way, later in the show, we are going to do a little pitching. <laughs> Normally, I say that during the fundraiser, we do a lot of pitching Thursday and Friday compared to the rest of the week, but... Um, I have, I have been chided that we really haven't done enough pitching uh, at all, no matter what day of the week it's been. So um, uh, later on in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk more about our fundraiser. Uh, we'll talk more about the um, the need for everybody out there to support JM&AM and, and the Nahum Siegel Network. And I hope that you'll take the opportunity to do so. You can uh, go to Unity. Dot org fjbunity.org and um, and support us with a generous donation during our spring 2020 fundraiser yeah all right let's see what are we heading to what are we doing how are we entertaining and inspiring the people that's the big question uh well this is a good one this is a brand new Maishi Tischler on a Thursday morning at jm in the am oh hang on a second Sorry about that. A brand new Meishley Tischler on a Thursday morning at JM in the AM.
I woke up the other day to a world of uncertainty so gray, and I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. Stories and the endless news Feeling helpless, yeah, I got the blues Things just seem to get worse Day by day Then I see the blue skies And I begin to recognize This wonderful world that you created The birds that sing to you And the trees that praise you too And so now I sing to
שרתי לבדי, אלה the AM with Mordechai Ben-David and Mati Steinmetz off of the uh, Sheer album. 
from Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. Uh, before that, David Lowy and Batachti, you heard all Akai, done by our friends at Waterbury. Someone told me they were going to send me new material from Waterbury. What happened to that? Oh, I think R.E.A. Kunstler said it, right? Didn't he tell us that on the air during the live lunch? I believe so. Got to follow up on that. Uh, Chazak Kim was Maishi Tischler. Thursday morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. To our news from Israel coming up, 70 degrees, some sun and clouds. High temperature today, 91.1. Yeah. How do you like that coincidence? Clear tonight, low 76. Tomorrow afternoon, thunderstorms, a high Friday, 90 degrees. 83 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 70 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Good morning, Nahum. This is on the app. Good morning, Nahum. Hope your bursitis is fully recovered a week later. Well, the 16 staples are still on the uh, elbow until a week from today, so it's going to be a while. I actually had a rough night last night with the elbow. A lot of discomfort, but last night was really, it may have been the worst post-dressing night for those of you familiar with elbow surgery. <laughs> Thursday morning, Gali Tzal in the background to our news from Israel coming up. Rabbi Yoshua Fast and plenty more on a Thursday at JM and the AM. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. גליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב כנועם אווירה ממה שקורה עכשיו. העלייה במספר חולי קורונה ברחבי הארץ. בעוד כשעה יתכנס קבינט הקורונה לדון בהגבלות החדשות. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף וולברג. קבינט הקורונה יתכנס בשעה הקרובה לדון בהגבלות חדשות עקב נתוני התחלואה המדאיגים. בין השאר ידונו שרי הקבינט בהגבלת ההתקהלות לחמישים איש בלבד באולמות, גני אירועים ומסעדות. בכיר הרשות הפלסטינית ג'יבריל רג'וב ובכיר חמאס סאלח אל-ערורי ערכו מסיבת עיתונאים נגד תוכנית הסיפוח של ישראל. בפתח דבריו אמר רג'וב, המאבק שלנו משותף, אין אויב אחר מלבד ישראל. כולנו נשקיע מאמצים מהיום בפיתוח התנועה העממית שלנו ואחינו בחמאס הם השותפים שלנו מהיום. נשתף פעולה נגד הכיבוש. כתבת הערבים דורון קדוש מציין כי יושב ראש הרשימה המשותפת, חבר הכנסת איימן עודה, נכח בכנס ברמאללה. בתגובה מסר עודה, הגעתי לכנס כדי לתמוך בצעדי הפיוס הפנים פלסטיניים. פיוס בין הפלגים הוא צעד הכרחי למאבק בסיפוח, לסיום הכיבוש ולהשגת שלום צודק. כתבנו יניר קוזין מעדכן שלפני זמן קצר הגיש חבר הכנסת קרעי מהליכוד תלונה לוועדת האתיקה נגד חבר הכנסת עודה. אחרי עיכוב של שנים, שר הביטחון בני גנץ החליט סופית כי אגף המודיעין יעבור לנגב. כתבנו לענייני צבא צחי דבוש מעדכן כי בתום דיון רחב בהשתתפות בכירי מערכת הביטחון ובראשם הרמטכ"ל החליט גנץ כי ביום ראשון הקרוב ייפתחו מעטפות המכרז והמעבר של אגף המודיעין לנגב יצא לפועל. זאת חרף ההתנגדות של הרמטכ"ל כוכבי. 
הנה דברים שאמר שר הביטחון גנץ לפני זמן קצר. זהו מהלך אסטרטגי ברמה הלאומית עבור מערכת הביטחון, מהלך שיחזק את יכולות אגף המודיעין ויתרום רבות לפיתוח הנגב. בן גוריון אמר שבנגב ייבחן העם בישראל ואנחנו נעמוד במבחן. וברקע ההחלטה, קצינים באגף המודיעין מתחו ביקורת על ההחלטה להעביר את פעילות אמ"ן לנגב בלי תשתיות תחבורה ראויות, והעלו חשש ממשי מנטישה המונית של קצינים מצטיינים בשל קשיי תחבורה. רוכבת אופניים בת 65 נפצעה קשה מאוטובוס בדרך עכו חיפה בקריית ביאליק. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שצוות מד"א פינה את הפצועה לבית החולים רמב"ם עם חבלות בראש ובגפיים. ומזג האוויר למחר עוד עלייה בטמפרטורות. עומסי חום כבדים ישררו ברוב אזורי הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Eitan Freilach with uh, Elio Hanavi. There we go. Uh, before the Eitan Freilach selection, you heard uh, Yidel with uh, Yehi Shalom. Diaspora with Hallelujah opening up the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Rabbi Yeshua Fest, the Founder of uh, Nefesh Benefesh is going to join us coming up here at uh, JM in the AM. It is a, a JM in the AM Thursday morning. By the way, I you know, we keep talking about our fundraiser, and uh, we will speak more about it in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. And I thank those of you who've gone to uh, fjbunity.org. Uh, but there are sponsorship opportunities on that page as well. And this morning, I want to give a special thank you uh, to Michal and Yerucham Rosenberg of Atinek, New Jersey, who not only contributed a um, a generous amount to uh, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, which is much appreciated, uh, but tonight is the Shloshim observance of our dear friend Lou Arf. 
And uh, Yerucham writes, uh, Shloshim for Big Lou, please dedicate uh, some of today's programming in his memory. And of course, so we are. Um, uh, it's uh, Eliezer ben uh, Anshul HaKohen. We remember Lou very fondly. I spoke about, on the, about him on the air uh, after his passing. And we'll be there tonight, of course, at the Shloshim Observance. And I want to thank the Rosenberg family uh, for dedicating a, a donation to his memory and, uh, and supporting us uh, in his uh, memory. Lou was, a, uh, was someone who always encouraged us to continue to uh, fight the good fight here at JM&AM on behalf of the Jewish people. So it's quite appropriate. So a big thank you to the Rosenbergs and uh, uh, a, 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 I don't know why, only a portion. Today's radio broadcast here at JMNAM is dedicated to the memory of uh, Lou Arf, Eliezer ben Anshul HaKohen, who we uh, remember fondly and uh, especially remember today as we're about to observe uh, his Shloshim observance. Thursday morning here at JM in the AM as we continue uh, on this July 2nd, the 10th day in the month of Tammuz. Uh, a reminder that um, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. If you want delicious, and I mean delicious, uh, hot dogs, deli, and everything that Abel's and Hyman is famous for. Uh, make sure to check them out today. And the big news, of course, is that A&H hot dogs are now available at every Trader Joe's nationwide. Every Trader Joe's nationwide. Check it out, everybody. Also, artscroll.com is a great website, and now their big June sale is going through Sunday night. Keep that in mind. Yesterday we had a, a wonderful conversation with Ari Biederman. Uh, we really, together, outlined two fabulous uh, Chumash works that just came out. And not only can you save generally at artscroll.com through Sunday night, save a tremendous amount, you can save even more if you use promo code radio. So on the items we discussed yesterday, you could uh, you could literally um, you could literally save even more. As hard as that is to believe, is it possible? Yes, you could save even more if you use promo code radio. So check that out. And uh, enjoy. And a big thank you to our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com. By the way, I got a great new. I got, I got a great note from listener uh, Aaron, who told me that on Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning there was a big simcha. Good morning, Mazel Tov to Rabbi and Rebetzin Yonas and Hertz on the birth of a grandson born uh, Tuesday morning to Shia and Yael Hertz of Kew Gardens Hills. Mazel Tov to grandparents Ken and Rochelle Sherman of New Rochelle. A big mazel tov to the uh, Sherman and Hertz families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Let's keep the good news coming. Thursday morning broadcast, plenty more happening here on a Thursday. I thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this unique uh, radio experience. Now, you know what's been happening. Shlomo Katz is releasing 40 songs for his 40th birthday. This is the one that is entitled Toda for you at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
Oh, oh. 
JM in the AM. That's called Samchem. Thursday morning broadcast. Before that, you heard the uh, selection from Shlomo Katz, Toda. That is the uh, second of the 40 songs he's releasing for his 40th birthday. Hey, don't forget, if uh, you are unfortunately out of work or have someone in your family or a friend who's out of work, please get us the uh, get us your resume or their resume as soon as possible. We've been mentioning over the last few weeks how you never know who we may know that we could pair up with a potential employer. Uh, plus, anybody in the uh, Jewish not-for-profit executive field, uh, we are working with the Joel Paul Group to get them all those um, uh, resumes that qualify for that category. So send us your resume, resume at NahumSiegel.com, R-E-S-U-M-E. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that's resume at NahumSiegel.com. Com. So we mentioned that the Art Scroll sale continues at 25% off till Sunday night. But if you use promo code RADIO, you can get the uh, teachings of the Talmud full set at 30% off plus free shipping. We discussed that work yesterday. And the weekly Parsha books, 30% off across the board. All you got to do is use promo code RADIO. So it always pays to use promo code RADIO uh when it comes to artscroll.com and obviously that sale through Sunday night is both on the website and at your retail establishments they essentially have continued uh the June sale uh until this coming Sunday night the what would that be the 5th of July so that's how it works Rabbi David Goldwasser's words Zechanishmas Harav Zevnerbiosovalevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basrbiosovalevi and as we said earlier we are dedicating this morning's program courtesy of the Rosenberg family to the memory of our dear friend Lou Arf, whose Shloshim is being observed tonight. And we dedicate her by Goldwasser's words to Lou as well. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned the ways that a person can bring bracha into this world. It's very interesting that the Yalkut Shmoni tells us the entire Torah begins with the letter Bez because it stands for bracha, blessing. The Zerashimshan says, this is difficult because we read in Tehillim in Perak Kufyotes 119, Rosh Devarcha Emes, that your first words are truth. So we really should begin the Torah with an Aleph and not a base because the Aleph stands for Emes, the truth. We read in Midrash Rabbah Tazriya, Evan Shlema Vatsedek Yieloch. You should have perfect and honest weight. An individual should be completely straight and yosher in everything they do in life. And then their days will be lengthened. They will have Arichas Yomim. In all business deals, the bracha is when one is misnaig properly, when a person conducts themselves according to the ethics, to the morals, to that which we uphold the highest level and standard. If not, then it's not a bracha, it's the opposite. It is for that reason that we begin the entire Torah with a bez, loshen bracha, a language indicating blessing. Because the bracha is for the one who speaks the truth in his heart and conducts his business deals properly. B'tzedek.
This is all to let us know that the toeles, or the benefit of being truthful and upright, is brocha, is blessing. The Michta Melio once said, if a person has a dream, for example, they dreamt that they're going to win a million dollars, when they wake up, they want to know if it's going to really happen, if it will come true. Says the Michta Melio, if they are always honest, if they always say the truth, then it is possible that it will come true. But if they occasionally say a sheker lavan, a white lie, or are not a thousand percent straight in their business dealings, then the dream does not come true. We can apply this to the teaching of the Zara Shimshin, that if an individual is truthful, if they're honest, if they're ethical in all of their dealings, then they can be the recipient of one million dollars. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Kosovarachu. It's the Kinderlach off of the uh, Sheer album by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. Before that, Yaakov Shweki. You heard Muzika and Perfect World. Thursday morning, 10 minutes away from Rabbi Yoshua Fast. Big news from Nefesh Benefesh. How could there be even bigger news than what we've been reporting for the last couple of weeks about Nefesh Benefesh? Trust me, there is more big news from Nefesh Benefesh. And we'll have that for you. By the way, a big hello, a big good morning to all of our brand new listeners from Boca Raton, Florida. After my appearance last night with Rabbi Goldberg, Rabbi Moskowitz, and Rabbi Brody on the uh, Behind the Beamer show, I am assuming that people are installing our app, our Nahum Single Network app, like crazy into their phones and iPads. And I'm assuming that a lot of people are checking out the website at NahumSingle.com. And I'm assuming a lot of those people are down in Boca after last night's conversation. At least I hope the conversation encouraged certain people uh, to follow us and to uh, get involved with JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And I thank the rabbis for hosting me. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. And now they are available in every Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today and check out kosherdogs.net, 10% off with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, 10% off with promo code radio. By the way, uh, it, we're going to be doing a live lunch today, 11 until 1. If Jack Shelby is um, is available, he's going to join us. He's got an interesting brand new product that, frankly, I want to hear him discuss with Miriam L. Wallach. So if he's available, we don't know because he has a little bit of a crazy travel schedule today. But if he's available, we're going to be speaking with him during the live lunch. I highly recommend you tune in. It's our final live lunch before the three weeks. Ain't going to be no live lunch next week on Shavasar Batamas, that I can tell you. Nothing live, that's for sure. So get ready for that. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari on the topic of finding purpose to our pain. Jew in the City speaks at 10 with Allison's conversation with Joe Teplo, founder of Good Today, a not-for-profit daily giving charity platform. Miriam Alwalek with That's Life at 10.30 with YU Maccabees men's basketball coach, Elliot Steinmetz. The topic, mind over COVID, staying focused and goal-oriented in unprecedented times. That's interesting. Live lunch, as I said, that's at 11. At 1 o'clock, we go back to 2009 with Throwback Thursday, a Barry Weber album debut. I already texted Barry that that's happening at 1 o'clock this afternoon. So he can spread the word. Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek is tonight. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Uh, encored at, tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Encored at 3 a.m. at 10 a.m. tomorrow Eastern time. Thank you to Mark, who has prepared a great Erev Shabbos show. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. We've got uh, Rabbi Fast coming up, as we said. Also, we're encouraging everybody, and we will speak about this later. Please, if you haven't participated yet in our spring fundraiser, we do need your help, and we need you to be as generous as possible. And it's really, really easy to do it. All you got to do is go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That's it. That's the whole thing. And there you'll see how you can give and give generously, fjbunity.org. Also, um, those of you who just want to send in a donation, no problem. It's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. And that's um, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Again, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1000. 
0002, and we thank you. Here's Nachas at JM in the AM. Trying, time after time I know in my heart I could be what I see in my mind When I'm dreaming I will shine You will not survive They tell me impossible, don't try If you can do what you wish you could do But they don't know me like I do
Some Shalsheles with Va'ani. Before that, Nachas had the song Champion. Thursday morning, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, on the web, at NachumSiegel.com, and the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. It's become the theme song for the co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. Yes, he is somebody I could speak to every day on the air, and I apologize if I do. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Nothing to apologize for. I can tell you that much. It's always amazing speaking to him and hearing what he has to say. And now, believe it or not, even with everything we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, there's even more, even more big news from Nefesh Benefesh. Rabbi Yehoshua Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, and to all your listeners. I have to say, before we even start, I started my morning, a really early morning, yeah. on my way to Yushalayim, listening to what? What do you think I was listening to? The Nachum Signal Network. No. 
<laughs> I was not. What were you listening but to? I needed my fix of Nachum Siegel, so I was listening to Behind the Bima with Robert Goldberg, <laughs> Robert Brody, and Robert Moskowitz interview you last night. Your, na- your name actually came up in that interview. Yes, I heard. <laughs> but, but it was great. It was great. You know, that talk about an all I, mean, I know this is not our topic, but give me a second. Talk about an sure. all, talk about an all star lineup. BRS down yeah. in Florida, it, it literally has an all star lineup. It's incredible the leadership they have down there. Yeah, no, it's uh, Baruch Hashem. They've done fantastic, fantastic stuff. They continue to do remarkable work, and it continues Rabbi Brander's dream when he founded the founded the community. And we should mention, so of course, that Nefesh Benefesh began, quote unquote, for those who remember the story, at Boca Raton yeah. Synagogue. Yes, it did. And it seemed like they remembered you fondly, Rabbi Fass, even though you're 6,000 miles away. They better than my friends, so <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, really. Although I haven't gotten an invitation to Behind the Bima, so uh, they, you uh, they, outrated me. So they it's fine. You, have, you haven't been on yet? That's so funny, I'll tell you. Because when they, when they scheduled me, I said, who am I bumping? Let me know who I'm bumping. <laughs> Because I couldn't believe they actually wanted me on, but I was on before you. What a statement that is. I was not happy with the fact. I don't know if you caught this. I was not happy that they were they were not intrigued by my Herzl uh, figurine that was sitting next to me in the studio. It was a shame. They, they belittled it. It's I, almost a, a plaything. I was shocked. Rabbi Fez, I, I, I almost didn't sleep a week last night after that. <laughs> Anyway, let's Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Rabbi Fast. The Jerusalem municipality, as the Jerusalem Post puts it, has granted Nefesh Benefesh a permanent Aliyah center in the holy city of Jerusalem. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Thank you so much. We are flying high here. Can only imagine. And two years ago, when I saw that uh, the building and the property, um, Tony and I were. It was right after a charter flight. Two years ago, after the August charter flight, someone said, you got to see this property. Tony and I opened the door. We walked in, and we grabbed each other's arms and said, this is home. And it's been uh, two years of protocols, processing, advocacy, lobbying. And for Thursday night, a few days ago, last week, Thursday night, the municipality, Yushalayim municipality, voted to uh, give us the property, the building, and we have 12 months to finish the construction and renovations and move in. So we are we are now, besides this incredible interest and wave of Aliyah coming in, we are now also building an Aliyah center in the heart of Yushalayim, across from the Supreme Court, right next to Gansakar, and it could be I just it could be really a fulfillment of so many dreams and a fulfillment of so m- many projects that we wanted to put into place but we just didn't have the center, so I'm excited. Well, you and I um, have already said that we look forward to having a L'chaim uh, in that new building, and based on what you're saying, the timeline, that L'chaim, assuming there's travel by then, uh, could take place in 2021, right? It could happen in the second half of next year. Oh, yeah, please, God. That's amazing. Yeah. By, the, by the way, everybody who's trying to build hotels and residential properties in Jerusalem for the last 40 years are, are going to ask you what your secret is that you got this done so quickly, frankly. 
Yeah, because <laughs> as uh, someone was saying in our staff, it takes six months just to renovate a bathroom at your house here. <laughs> exactly. So that's how we're going to do a building it out. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of friends of mine who've been working on projects since the 70s who, who, who are still trying to push papers through. They're going to be calling you in an instant after this conversation. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, this morning, our dear mutual friend, Avi Levine, walked into my office with a hard hat with a Netflix logo on it. So I think they're expecting me to roll up my sleeves and start trying, breaking drywall. Oh, that is hilarious. Rabbi Yoshua Fass is with us. We're talking about the big news. There's actually going to be, I can't believe that's the neighborhood that it's in. I mean, gun soccer is obviously well known to this audience. Anybody who's been to Jerusalem knows exactly the area you're speaking of and what an incredible area that is. Now, now frankly... Take me through this, because when you got to your building, uh, the one that's been home now for how many years? How many years are you in uh, Givat Shaul? In Givat we've been here for 15 years. Wow. 15 and a half, 16 years. When yeah. you got to that building, you did envision it because of its space, location, and and, and some of the enhancements that it had uh, to be a real Aliyah center, to be, to be able to have real live seminars, events, and all this came to fruition. I mean, you, you did incredible stuff. Uh, with that building in Givacho, obviously great office space, call center, et cetera, et cetera. It's a place that, frankly, I find as a visitor very comfortable, and it looks to me that your staff finds it very comfortable. H- how much more will you be able to do in a real, you know, permanent Aliyah center that's now going to be built? Well, our we love this place, and it's uh, given us tremendous mazel and hatzlacha and success. Um, but our auditorium can fit maybe 80 people. Right. So when we would have visiting missions and federations or high schools or even soldiers or other countries come, we, we're maxed out at 70, 80 people. Um, our new auditorium is uh, the main floor is a convention center. It can hold 400 people comfortably. Wow. Um, so we can take high schools. We can take groups. We can have... You know, our mega event in America, we can have mini mega events for Olim who made Aliyah, and we can do it weekly, quarterly. We can have, uh, I have dreams of doing at-cost weddings for lone soldiers, um, so we can have a chuppah on the roof and and, uh, and a simcha for them. Oh, what's amazing about your dreams is that they come true. That's what's amazing about your, and and thank God, unlike... uh, you know, uh, unlike certain people in Jewish history who knew that those dreams would only come true way after they're 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 gone, you know, generations later, and that they were sowing the seeds for it, you get to see the fruits of your labor. Just amazing, uh, the dreams that you're dreaming and, and what's going on. So, so if JM and the AM ever does, and we don't have to, I don't, I don't need to be yelled at. You this. have your room if, already if JM, reserved. If JM and the AM ever does really make the move to Israel, the press conference will be in the room you just described in that big 400 seat auditorium. It's not. It's forget about the press conference. I'm talking about your studio. <laughs> the studio will have its own room. You're telling me if I wanted to, if I wanted to permanently broadcast from Jerusalem starting in the second half of 2021, you would have. If a- you Nahum, if you move and you want to continue broadcasting, I would I would vacate my office, and you can take my office. That's that's how much a I value you. I value as a friend, value and your impact. Your impact and your voice is so unique and spectacular that uh, I think it um, could could fit into any halls of importance and significance. Not that my office is anything of significance, but wow. uh, I think anyone anyone would would make sure that they afford you the location and the kavod that you need to continue your incredible work. 
Okay, give me a chance to pick myself up off the floor. Ah, Rabbi Yoshua Fass is with us. A couple of other things uh, of newsworthy uh, content. The, uh, going back to the Jerusalem Post, I've been covering you a lot recently. Uh, they claim, and honestly, I just don't have in front of me the stats that you gave us on the air. I'm sure they're similar, obviously. Uh, they said last year in the first three weeks of June, I think you had told us about the first two weeks, in the first three weeks of June, you claim that 5,000 households had reached out from North America to the Nefesh Benefesh Aliyah hotline. This year, in that same period, roughly the 1st through the 21st of June, 25,000 families have contacted Nefesh Benefesh in that time period. I mean, these stats that you that you hit us with, you know, like right before Shavuos, I mean, they just keep coming fast and furious. It's like it, the numbers are insane at the, at the moment. They're insane. They're staggering. They're telescoping. We, when you put it on a chart, the numbers, it's just, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It it's is absolutely, it's jaw-dropping. Um, to think, and I, I, I get them generated, statistics generated daily. If you look at the month of just June in 2019, we had 398, 400 families who finished the entire process submitted their applications, everything done. This year in June, 1,352 families finished the process. Wow. That's families. So if you look at the average family, it's two and a half, if I show two and a half people per household, that's what our uh, median average is. Talking about <laughs> a few thousand people who just finished the process in June alone. Unbelievable. Uh, there's another area of uh, insight that you can give us. When you were on the air last time, you gave us a list. It was either the last time or, or two times ago. It was a list of um, group flight dates that Nefesh Benefesh has booked with El Al, I believe. N- not that I memorize our interviews, but one might think so after I say this. I believe it was four in July, eight in August, and one in September, if I if I remember correctly. My my kids would my, my kids would be shocked that I can't actually recite the dates for you at this point. Anyway. Um, we read yesterday that El Al has canceled all flights until further notice, not really COVID related, but a little bit COVID related because it's a labor situation. But if you read it carefully, it really is something a little bit unique for these times. Can you tell us, first of all, we're anxious to know because you're, you're an insider when it comes to travel to Israel. We're anxious to know when we'll be able to finally be admitted to Israel. But, but more importantly, is this going to affect the group flights, et cetera? We will get confirmation in the next few hours if the internal fighting or the internal politics of LL and the current negotiations with the government will affect our booked um, group flights and cargo flights. But we have a plan B, and uh, we'll have the seats available for for the OLIM if necessary. Um, I'm not concerned, but we will. Um, oh, plan B is already in place. Is there a plan C? for an army cargo jet to come and have no seats inside and put 1,100 people in there with their luggage and fly them to Israel? Is that is that a plan C? So one of my kids asked, one of my kids asked last night, what's plan C? I said mules. What did you say? Mules. Donkeys. <laughs> mules. Mules. I, of course, referencing the record-breaking flight from Ethiopia, but the reason I say it like that is because it sounds like, by hook or by crook, you are determined that if people want to move to Israel, you will do what is necessary to make sure they get there when they want to get there. 
A hundred percent. We have to. It's it's the it's the oxygen of our of our dream of our nation of our of our destiny. I was in the government yesterday, and and they said at the end of the day, no matter what, you will not let an OLEF behind. And uh, when it comes to either the financial need from the government to afford this wave of Aliyah, or the transportation, um, there are a lot a lot of challenges, and it's a perfect storm. We've never had. We've never had an interest like this since 1948, and we've never had this, these amount of challenges at the same time. Uh, corona has created so many bureaucratic hurdles that, uh, that we spend so much of our time trying to reconcile and find a solution, and then the moment that we've solved this issue, another one pops up. And, and, it's, and uh, we're dedicated, and everyone is committed, and everyone's working hard, and no one's sleeping to make sure that people who want to fulfill their dream can get here. But to say that it has been um, a walk in the park, that would be the furthest from the street. <laughs> yeah, that I can imagine. You know, it's funny. You say it's since 1948. But if we really sit, if we'd have an opportunity to sit together and, and schmooze this over as the expression, oh, it, it, could, have fun. It, it could be. It could be when you think about it, since, since the Jews were in the desert, this might be the greatest interest and enthusiasm for getting to the land of Israel, literally in the history of the Jewish people. Well, you have to. You would. It would be a tricky definition because right. you would have to talk about how you define the Russian Aliyah right. and the Ethiopian Aliyah and the first Aliyah and second Aliyah. So you would have to define what is uh, an Aliyah of distress versus Aliyah of choice, right? And all, a, all, and also, a willingness. Right. Also but, these... uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers of, of the Second Commonwealth, of Ezra and Nehemiah, um, we're talking about very few numbers. It's debated, but the maximum number that's given is 38,000 people moving right. as, a, as, as a movement. So, uh, no, the, the numbers are remarkable. People are coming for the right reasons. Uh, people have had a time to pause and to focus and introspect and um, and it, and we just have to work our darndest to make sure it happens for them. Yeah. Um, and and the truth is, you've worked your darndest to make it as easy as possible. Yet another reason why we are enjoying what I just described, what could be the greatest push of Aliyah ever, because again, people see that there's a system in place that is not nearly as complicated as some of the other systems. Uh, you know, no forty years in the desert. Uh, no, no pushback after after uh, the first exile. Um, uh, you know, the, not having to go uh, over land and sea uh, in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds in order to get to uh, the land of Israel. It, it, it is it is simply a different landscape. The whole Aliyah process right now. By the way, there was one other article I saw where the um, uh, Karen Kayama chairman said that Israel will bring thousands to the Negev. And the Galilee, I'm not minimizing the story, but, but I mean, is, is there anything special about this? Meaning you've been saying this, that your efforts with, with, with JNF and, and, you know, and just as Nefesh Benefesh, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, your efforts for the North and South have been very strong over the last two decades. Is this a big thing or simply it was just, uh, you know, the, he, he made a statement and therefore they covered it? No. So the chairman of Kakao Daniata has two paths. There's one, the proximal plan, and that's continuing to build the periphery. But there's also Project 2040, which is a tremendous uh, investment of vision and resources to see, to populate the periphery and to develop them as real viable options for Israelis and for immigrants. And uh, a lot of scaffolding and a lot of planning and building the South and building the North 
And it's, it's, it's remarkable to see just how people have vision. I've seen, I've seen the architectural scaffolding of these plans, uh, and they're incredible, from anywhere from technology to, to parks to housing. And, and it's uh, to draw new populations to, to, to the periphery. So, and we're part of that, of that vision, and we're part of that plan um, in a very small way. Right. They're thinking about a million people, um, close to a million people over the next 20-something years to the periphery, but it can happen. If there's concerted effort, and we, this is a country that's built on Nisim, on miracles that happen daily, right. if not hourly. So if there are people who are pushing and they're, they're hand-in-hand working with uh, the Almighty, uh, incredible things happen. Well, now that you mention this about the 2040s, etc., I don't feel as silly uh, with the item that I have on our agenda for the next time you and I actually have a face-to-face meeting. And, and of course, that what what is that item on the agenda? The item is uh, where will you and I be on April the uh, 16th, 2048? Uh, which will be the day that we celebrate the 100th birthday of the state of Israel. I think you and I have to start talking about that. You know, what kind of day is that going to be? And uh, are we going to set aside time to uh, celebrate together that day? I would hope so. Yeah, exactly. You bring the hummus. (laughs) You think hummus will still be really (laughs) popular in Israel by then? We're talking about almost 30 years from now. You think it'll still be a big item? (laughs) I I hope we won't be wearing masks. That's That's my dream. Well, if we're wearing masks, they ain't going to let anyone travel in anyway. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, we're hoping not wearing masks, and uh, hopefully by then people will realize that the future of the Jewish people is, in fact, in the state of Israel. Uh, the Jerusalem municipality has granted Nefesh Benefesh a permanent Aliyah center. It's going to be amazing. Bezrat Hashem. We wish uh, a big Mazal Tov to Rabbi Fast and the entire Nefesh Benefesh family and everybody out there. If you are uh, among those, the tens of thousands in North America that are now considering Aliyah, that are now considering a move to Israel, it's really easy, this process. 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H, and of course, um, uh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Did I, did I tell you my other dream for the uh, 100th birthday of the state of Israel? Did I ever share this with you? I don't remember. Did I'm I... not sure. Tell me. Uh, I would like, and, and I'll tell you, when I first heard this idea like 15 years ago, we were in such a different political place, meaning the state of Israel is such a different, ridiculous political space to even consider it. But now, as we see the way Israel's developing as a real leader and being recognized as a real leader by people who were once our enemies and by so many on this globe, I don't know if it's crazy for the for the 2048 Summer Olympics to be in Israel during Israel's 100th birthday. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. And by the way, there there is based on a but based on a show that I saw while I was in Israel a few years ago, one of these, you know, morning shows on TV or something, there's actually somebody who's chairing this effort for Israel 100 to be the home of the 2048. Yeah, they already started to lobby for this. I don't know if they're lobbying or it's somebody who, again, an older gentleman, so I don't think he thinks he'll be around in 2048, but he thinks it would be an amazing way to commemorate Israel's 100th birthday. And frankly, on the even more serious side, because I am being serious about this, but on the even more serious side, you have to agree that, that 15 years ago we would have laughed at this idea, knowing Israel's place and how it was viewed. Correct. And now... Halavai, if only it would happen, but it's not far-fetched. 
I mean, a little bit far-fetched, but it's not far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> With a capital F. When I first heard it, it was far-fetched. By the way, by the way, I just got a call. Apparently, the Jerusalem municipality needs your building for the hundredth uh, anniversary for the Olympic You're Games. You're adorable. They've, <laughs> they've, Thanks they've, for adding stress <laughs> to my life today. The, the, <laughs> apparently, the Olympic Village starts at the cor- at your core at your new quarter, Rabbi Fess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can I tell you? You got to dream. You got to dream. It's the only way. And look at your dreams. That's what's so unique. That you have had the the there's so many dreamers in Jewish history, so many. This coming Monday again, we're doing a a Zoom call with David Matlow. He's going to show us items from the Herzl collection. You know, there's so yeah. many dreamers in Jewish history. Heard and I jokingly on Yom Atzmaut. I don't know if you heard or saw that show or not, but when Mayor Weingarten was on with me during Zoom, I had Herzl next to me. Everyone's you know laughing that I have the Herzl. Mm-hmm. and I'm literally and I know it sounds funny and looked ridiculous, but I am literally saying into his ear. What Israel has become? You envision, you dreamt about it, standing on the you know on the balcony of the Three Kings Hotel in Basel. You dreamt about it in 1901 and and throughout your entire life, and and I have to tell you, you need to know what's going on now. Anyway, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Remember, uh, on a charter flight, we sat next to each other, and I showed you that picture of uh, the eventual. Eventual Aliyah Center that I would one day want to build in Yerushalayim. You remember that? That's right. I say keep this to you. This is confidential, but this is a, a dream. That's right. Oh my gosh, and the dream is you coming true. The whole thing is unbelievable. I'll tell you, just incredible. Ah, uh, who would have believed it? Anyway, everybody, we wish a Mazal Tov to Rabbi Fast and the entire Nefesh B'Nefesh family. Eight six six four Aliyah NBN dot org dot il. By, by the way, Rabbi Fast, one last thing. One last thing. With you. One of the, I mean, we, you and I have discussed this a million. No, I shouldn't say a million because I think we've discussed Parsha Shlach more often. But, <laughs> but I, I, you know, Moses himself, Moses himself pleads to God to reverse his decision about him not being allowed to go into the land of Israel. And look how close he was. Look at the geography. How close Moses actually was to the land of Israel. Certainly close enough to see it that we're told, you know, explicitly in the in the in the Torah. Mm-hmm. And 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 he never had the privilege. He dreamt about it. Boy did he dream about it and thought about it and wanted it so badly. And and was never able to achieve it. And we have this unbelievable privilege of being there whenever we want. I know. I know the COVID, you know, asterisk, I get it. But being there whenever we want, living there if we wish. Now, if someone does want to see their grandchildren in Israel, there is an option, and that's called Aliyah. There is still a way to go to, to see the kids in the Holy Land, even during this pandemic. And it's just sometimes mind-boggling that the greatest desire of the greatest man in our history was never fulfilled, and yet we could do it almost in an instant in our own lives. Anyway. Very humbling. Yeah, it really is something. Mazal Tov, thank you. Thank you, my dear friend. And thank the, you so much. And I can't I'm, wait to see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see you. Oh, and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday until your listeners ban me from coming onto your airway. By the way, big news tomorrow, Rabbi Fast. Big, big news. I know you catch up. You catch up. You I, you write the worst wrong in history. It is unbelievable that you are mobbish. You know exactly what I was going to say. You we align our souls and our and our Torah readings. 
We have the double Parsha. You have the single Parsha. And we do, on the 4th of July, we do finally catch up. And I like the way you put it. It, it, I, what did you say? Mistake? What did you call it? Colossal error? What did you call it? <laughs> no, I just said we right or wrong, but it's okay. But what? you just know, this is, this is very personal to me. Do you know what my bar mitzvah partial was? What was it? Chukat Balak. Wow. Talk about a real long partial to learn. But yeah, so when you talk about this historical wrong and being unaligned um, diaspora Israel um, and not being in sync... Uh, it has a little personal rub as well. Because <laughs> uh, a 13-year-old learn two parshas. And it's funny because because yesterday we were having to be discussing this because of a new uh, a new um, uh, kids chumash that came out. It, it, this these two parshas, your bar mitzvah sedras, have so many episodes in them. Everything oh in Jewish history happened in these two parshas. It's unbelievable. <laughs> from from Miriam and Aaron dying to the hitting it, of the it, hitting it, of the rock. To, I mean, it just there's so much stuff. It's like there. they were running out of space. Okay, we're gonna fit everything in now. <laughs> it really is funny. Uh, uh, by the way, one other thing, one other thing before you leave me. How I'm not leaving you. How interesting. How interesting. And I don't know exactly uh, what your uh, uh, when your birthday is, but how interesting that your that your bar mitzvah celebration is so close to Parsha Shlach, but after Parsha Shlach. There's got to be something there, Rabbi Fast. I, I will work on this one. I'm gonna work, work on this. Good one. luck. It's Good luck. I, I don't I don't see the connection, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll. In something. other words, in other words, you were this—you were this close. You were this close to literally being tied to the parsha that is most associated with you. But God felt, you know what? We're going to delay this a week or two. Very, Let's give him a break. Let's very, give him a break and let him speak about other Torah. <laughs> very fascinating. Uh, continued success, Mazal Tov, and I cannot wait to actually see you face to face in the Holy Land. 100%. Can't wait. The one, one of the first people that I reached out to after we got the news of the building. I, I, you know I thank you for that. Uh, Mamish, what a celebration. What an international celebration. And uh, just incredible for for everybody involved. Nefesh, the city of Jerusalem, the state of Israel, and of course the entire Jewish people. The co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, Rabbi Yeshua Fass, on yet another special Thursday broadcast at JM in the AM. Thanks, Rabbi Fest. 8664 nbn.org.il. What an amazing conversation. I want to again thank the Rosenberg family. They made a very generous donation to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, and they did it in memory of our dear friend Lou Arf, whose Shloshim we're going to observe later today. 
and um, when um, when I got the first uh, email from uh, Yerucham Rosenberg about the um, about the donation, he said we should mention um, that it's being sponsored in memory of. Uh, of Big Lou, and we're dedicating the show to him this morning, and he asked me to mention that that he, meaning Yerucham, thinks of Lou every time he lanes. <laughs> After all, Lou was the uh, was the uh, permanent fixture to uh, Yerucham's right every time he lanes. And I, meaning Yerucham and the kids, miss him. This is something that I mentioned the other day, uh, what kind of effect he had on all of the children in the Mizrahi, Apollo Mizrahi of the Lower East Side, including my own. Uh, over the years. What a tremendous example of somebody dedicated to a shul. So we remember Eliezer Benanchala Cohen as we observe his yard site, or I should say his shloshim, uh, later today. Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. If you'd like to support us for any reason, please do. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, and I thank you very, very much for that. By the way, a big, big thank you to Sandy Shinensky. She not only supported us with a great check, but sent me incredible photos of the JM and the AM tour of Israel with her wonderful late husband, Arthur, uh, from 1989. Sandy, thank you. Boy, did you put a smile on my face when I opened that envelope. Thank you very, very much. That was really nice. That was really, really nice and uh, much appreciated. The effort she went to to get us those uh, to get us those um, those photos was really really cool. More coming up. We'll tell you about the importance of supporting this amazing institution that we call JM and the AM and the Alchem Siegel Network. By the way, a special good morning to all the new listeners in Boca. Yeah, Rabbi Fast wasn't the only one watching last night when Rabbi Goldberg, Rabbi Moskowitz, and Rabbi Brody were interviewing me. Seems a lot of people down there were watching as well, and now I bet they're regular listeners of ours right here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up, everybody. When you say it's not fair I know how you feel when you just don't care I know how you feel when you want to walk away I know how you feel but I want you to stay I know how you feel when they laugh that way I know how you feel when there's nothing to say I know how you feel when it's too much to bear I know how you feel but I'm standing right here Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't arrive without you And this heart's not mine and the world's not fine without you Cause the gold don't shine and the words don't rhyme And the hills don't climb and the bells don't chime without you This whole world is just not fine Without you I know how you feel when it's wrong everywhere I know how you feel when there's nothing to spare I know how you feel when you want to walk away I know how you feel but I want you to stay 
how you feel when life's a sad song I know how you feel when you just don't belong I know how you feel when it's too much to bear I know how you feel but I'm standing right here Cause the gold don't shine and my words don't arrive without you And the hills won't climb and the bells won't chime without you Cause the gold don't shine and the words don't rhyme and the hills don't climb and the bell don't chime without you This whole world It's just not fine without you Just don't care I know how you feel When you wanna walk away I know how you feel But I want you to stay Cause the gold don't shine And my words don't arrive without you And this heart's not mine And the world's not fine without you The gold won't shine And the words don't arrive And the hills don't climb And the bells don't
JM in the AM. The group is called Accept Saturday. That's Ms. Marshier. Uh, before that's a eighth day, you heard the uh, song Stay. Thursday morning, 70 degrees, sunshine and clouds, and a high of 91.1. Wow. That's quite a temp. 83 right now in Ushalayim, 70 here in New York City. Well, uh, Miriam L. Wallach is here. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning. Uh, my staff has um, unabashedly reminded me that uh, <laughs> that if I made a commitment <laughs> to pitch and fundraise for our amazing Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, especially on Thursdays and Fridays, as I declared a few weeks ago, then it would be a good idea if I actually did it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so people are wondering why you're in so early this morning. I think you, I think you wanted to make sure this actually happens, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> so. but if my family's listening, now they know. <laughs> now they get it. Uh, that's, yes, uh, I know my staff has been uh, – my staff has criticized me uh, for that, and they've also – They've also um, uh, looked at me uh, where. How shall you say? They, they've looked at me warily. Yes. When I've actually put our cause aside and have fundraised for other causes on the air, which is a very—I don't want to say bad habit, but it's an interesting habit of mine. Correct. It's—I mean, some people would call it dual loyalties, but we don't use that term. I would say that if anybody's wondering um, what kind of feeling you get from your staff on days like that, they should just imagine the body language right now in this. <laughs> studio when you bring it up exactly it's a little tense so we did uh, i did make a commitment to yes. do some pitching today and we have a special guest with us via telephone that we're going to get to in a moment uh but look it's very simple and you know this and i know this and every year officially mm. officially our spring fundraiser which which does obviously you know slow down toward the end right uh officially either ends on june 30th if that's a, a significant thing for us in terms of the fiscal year or uh, with the Jewish calendar, a year like this, where the date is almost, you know, so close by to June 30th, so we're ending officially on the uh, on Shavuot which is July 9th. Right. Now, now again, we encourage people to give all year round, and especially this year, because you and I can attest to the fact, and we've said this a million times, <clears throat> we have a number of revenue streams that keep us going: listener support, sponsorships, uh, advertisements. When handled properly, which I think we do very well. We have Correct. really, really limited announcements for only very dedicated sponsors, etc. All of that is but but a lot of a lot of what we do hmm. has come to a an abrupt halt, or at least did on Purim and hasn't restarted yet. Right. Primarily among them, the one the easiest one for people to realize is the travel sponsorships when we do weeks from here or shows from here, Jewish Unity Initiative will send us mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, you know, we'll go to Israel and different organizations <sighs> will bring us to, you know, to where they are, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So that's, so we really need listener support. I'm asking everybody, if you haven't yet given in the last couple of months, if you haven't yet given since Pesach, if you haven't joined our 2020 fundraiser, right. two primary methods to do so. Um, fjbunity.org fjbunity.org you could simply send a check to Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting 551 Grand Street Suite 3 New York City 1002 and I'm going to go to Miriam for her final words on this topic in a minute but we have a, a special guest first also I have to commend those listeners oh I thought you were going to commend me <laughs> I got all excited we have to commend those listeners yes who have thought of innovative ways to support us a woman from New Jersey call I'm sitting in the studio the other day you know, it's me and Herzl alone for the last 13 weeks. You guys so talking to each other? <laughs> so yeah. Well, he doesn't say much, but I tell him a lot about what's going on in the state of Israel. He's your Wilson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so the phone rings in the middle of the day. She says, I, I don't know why this is. I'm not blaming you guys, but I've been trying to give on the website, 
fjbunities.org for months, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. I mean, we know it works, thank God. Just in her case, whatever it is. So she reached us in the studio, said, can I give you a credit card donation? I said, of course. And she went ahead and did so because she wanted to. Chances are, if anybody gets a call with, can I give you a credit card donation, <laughs> yes. those people are going to say yes. Exactly. Right. So I thank all the innovative listeners and all the people that have been so generous. I didn't even tell you this, by the way, that I got a message on Facebook from a listener who lives in Israel who was moving. And because of his move from one location to the other and because he's a, he he is a he is an athlete right. who listens to us while he works out but right. because his gym activity has come to a screeching halt he hasn't been listening as much and the move etc but he knew because of social media and because he does get to listen sporadically um that we have a fundraiser and so he messaged me on facebook what is the best way for me to give? Can I still give? No. Et cetera. And, you know, can I send something in? And the whole thing. But, you know, there is not one non-for-profit on the planet, I would say, at this point, who's not going to welcome any donation. Correct. But we also appreciate the fact that our listeners are committed and um, and are making those efforts because it's just as easy to say I'm not doing it. Speaking of the category of listener that you just brought up, we have a very dedicated friend who I've asked, not, not only a supporter, but really a friend of the network, spreading the word about us and taking great pride in everything we do, who's with us live via telephone. Ralph Rosenbaum from East Brunswick, New Jersey, has been very, very vocal about why people should support this show and this network. Very vocal. And I asked him to join us because I did promise we'll do some pitching today. So I said, why not go to one of our best pitchers? Uh, pitchers, especially three weeks away from opening day. Yeah, I don't know, and, if, I don't I know mean, if Ralph and I agree that we're going to be sitting next to each other right, in Yankee Stadium. Right, but at least we can give a nod. Correct. Okay. Uh, Ralph Rosenbaum, East Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, wonderful husband of B. Rosenbaum. <laughs> Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, uh, Nachum. Good morning, Miriam. How are you both today? We're Good doing morning. we're doing great, and I'm actually uh, I'm actually fulfilling my obligation to make sure to remind the listeners to give, give, give. Ralph, you have outlined off the air for us and on the air because th- these are statements of yours that I've read when you've donated over the years. Uh, why this effort must be supported by the global Jewish community? I turn to you now for the next minute. Can you tell this audience? No pressure, Ralph. I know you okay. said. Thank you, you very much. Can, yeah, no problem. Can you tell this audience, especially those who have not yet given and a category of people who've never given, could you please tell them why now would be a good time to go to fjbunity.org? I would be very happy to. First of all, one of the reasons is we just heard it. We heard Rabbi Fass and Nachum Siegel talk about Nefesh Benefesh the past 20 minutes. Just alone, just for that, you should contribute to Nachum's show. But let me give you some background. I started listening to JM the AM some 35-plus years ago when a cousin of mine, Bert Falkenstein, Bert Falkenstein recommended I should listen to WFMU from Uppsala College. In fact, I remember it was just a morning program with no name, and then Nachum and Matis Weingast came up with JM and the AM. I think I'm correct, Nachum. Uh, you'll correct me it, later. It, it, was uh, a, it was a routine with me and Mark Zomik, but yes, that was a great we morning. We can give credit okay. to Matis. Right. We'll give credit that to right. Matis. I th- I, okay. By the way, I think you're right. I think Matis was involved as well. I remember, I remember that. That's the reason why I thought. You know, and I thought it was always titled Jewish Music in the Morning, but it's really Jewish Moments in the Morning. Correct. So I was traveling to New York City for work, listening on a transistor radio, this is before iPhone, to the, to, the, to the millenniums out there, and enjoying the music. Nachum introduced me to Mordechai Ben David, 
Avram Freed, Lenny Solomon, Schlockrock, DeVakis, Moshe Yes, Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach, and countless others I don't recall at the moment. Where else can I turn for an ample supply of music from singers and musicians from spanning the music spectrum, as I've named a few? Eskenazi, Sephardic, solo guests, groups, Hebrew, English, Ladino, Yiddish, you name it, Nachum had it. Over the years, JM and the AM has grown. When Nachum started the NSN network and moved from WFMU FM radio to the Internet via the app, there was now a program that had to be filled 24-6. The network reaches out to the Jewish people in all directions, bringing them closer together and sharing so much on a daily basis. Where else can you hear a meaningful Devar Torah from Torah giants like Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Goldwasser? And as a uh, side note, I, I did for my synagogue, for Shavuos, I basically took what Rabbi Goldwasser said, and I put it of why we should give, why should we should give charity. But it's not just music and Divrei Torah. Do you know how many times I can't wait till Friday morning to hear Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, discuss the issues affecting the Jewish people today? This interview keeps me updated about what's happening politically in Israel and its effect on the world stage. And other interviews are just as important, especially when Nachum speaks with heads of various organizations serving the Jewish community, such as Nefesh Benefesh, or groups responding to disasters, such as Hurricane Sandy. Nachum seeks out interviews discussing issues with local politicians, doctors, especially now during the COVID pandemic. He will interview authors of new books, as he did this past week, and with musicians new and old. He, is a master, he seriously is a master interview asking program thought-provoking question. He really knows the subject matter for every interview. There is something for everyone in the NSN network. If you like Jewish music, if you want discussion of the days, and how about every year before Pesach, a program about what's kosher for Pesach? One of the most important contributions that the network makes to the Jewish community, and especially Nachum's knowledge to go where the Jewish nature is, unfortunately suffering as a whole to bring comfort and perspective. Namely, he's gone to Paris after kosher market was bombed, or to Houston, visiting families and synagogues after a flooding. He's been to the Tree of Life synagogue in Spitzburg after the mass shooting. He brought the plight of the victims acutely home to us and made the saying, I am my brother's keeper, all the more relevant. He's been there in happier times, like traveling with Nefesh Benefesh, flights to Israel to give us a first-hand bird's-eye view of making Aliyah. He's a great supporter, avid cheerleader of Hask, having promoted that wonderful organization and others like it, such as OL. Even now, after months of being shut inside to COVID, he was back on the road a week or so ago visiting different local businesses, doing his live show from their establishment. And, not let, and let's not forget Nachum hosting the Israeli Day Parade, even though, this, even though this year it was virtual, giving a big shout-out to schools and organizations. The Net, NSN network has expanded. It's no, it's no longer the WFMU. The, it is, the network has expanded. The beloved NSN app, as Nachum likes to say, has other programs such as Naomi Nachman's Table for Two, Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. The app provides music programs before Shabbos, Saturday Night Siegel. You should listen to Mayor Weingart with the Israel Show on Mondays at 9 a.m. to discuss the issues about what is going on in Israel. Uh, he, listening to Mayor gives great insight to what is happening there. Now, Miriam, you have a show on Thursday entitled That's Life. Great commentary by Mir- Miriam. Now, Audience, if you really want to hear two down-to-earth individuals, listen to Thursday Live Lunch with Miriam and Nachum. There's such camaraderie between the two that make, makes, a good, makes a good laughter, and it's a good back and forth. There are other programs on the network. If you haven't listened, give it a try. 
The network brings the Jewish community together. We rely on each other. That is why we need Nachum and the NSN network to help us get closer. To sum it all up, and I'm sure I left a lot out, for which I apologize for it, the importance of the Nachum Siegel network cannot be overstated. The program of the network connects the Jewish people to each other in a meaningful and vital way. We are here, and I mean the Jewish community, must look out for each other. We are a brother's keeper, as I mentioned earlier. There are many noteworthy organizations to donate to, and we should do to the best of our ability to do so. But by giving financial support to the Nakam Siegel Network is critical. Hopefully, you find it in your hearts and pockets to give to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting in order that the Nakam Siegel Network continues to be a beacon for the Jewish people for a long, long time to come. I hope that uh, the people listening, I hope the people listening can give into their, go in their pocketbooks. I know it's tough out there. It's it's people. It is tough out there. It's tough to give in this day and age. But if we get keep the Nakam Siegel Network going, we will all we as the Jewish people will get great rewards out of it. Thank you, guys. Ralph, I I I, I don't feel like I do enough. I, I, I mean, I, after I, what Ralph just said, I mean, I'm I'm. Ralph, first, first of all, I we cannot thank you enough. Beautiful, and, thank you. And everybody you mentioned, um, everybody you mentioned, uh, Miriam, Matis, Mark, and everybody associated with this network can't thank you enough for those unbelievable words. Really, so all, also, Miriam knows that when people prepare the way you just prepared this presentation, um, that is the greatest compliment. Yep. Uh, to somebody who's uh, the target of those words. And I can't thank you enough for the obvious thought and preparation that went into that presentation. It is the greatest kavod. It is the greatest form, in my opinion, I've said this a thousand times, it is the greatest form of respect when someone is asked to say a few words and they prepare because they want every, they know every word's being measured and they want every word to be effective. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for that. And uh, I thank you really, truly, for not just being a supporter, uh, of which you take great pride, obviously, based on your words, that is obvious, but being such an amazing friend and spreading the word about what we do here and taking such pride in it. The pride that you have in this network came through with every single word. Ladies and gentlemen, it, we are getting toward the end of our actual official fundraiser. Again... Even during the summer, I'll be ask, I'll be reminding everybody that we need support. But we're really getting toward the end now, a week to go, in what we call our official spring fundraiser every year. We usually don't bother you after this fundraiser until Rosh Hashanah time. So I'm asking everybody, if you were listening to Ralph Rosenbaum of East Brunswick, New Jersey, and his words touched you, uh, there's a, there are a couple of avenues, a couple of ways to support this network and we need every penny these days. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. You could do what the Rosenbergs did. You could dedicate it to a specific person or in memory of a specific person, whatever you wish. Sponsorship opportunities are available at the top of that page at FJBUnity.org. And for those of you who simply want to send in a donation, which we appreciate, it's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Ralph Rosenbaum, best to uh, your wonderful wife, B. best to the East Brunswick community, and thank you for what you did for us this morning. You're quite welcome to both of you. It was my pleasure, it was my honor, and please, somehow, reach into your pockets 
and donate. Uh, we need it as a whole Jewish people. Mm. Thank you so much, Ralph. <clears throat> it's a pretty rough ending a show speechless. I mean, I mean this, <laughs> this segment should be taken and sent worldwide for those who are wondering if we uh, affect the Jewish community uh, every single day that we continue to work and we continue to broadcast. Um, really I, I, very I, moved. I, I'm, sure, I'm, very I'm moved. sure you noticed that I could not say a word during the entire presentation uh, because uh, Ralph was just outlining so many things that I off the cuff would have forgotten oh about gosh, that. Oh my gosh, are you we kidding do. me? Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, oh right, we did that. <laughs> right, oh we my gosh, don't I we forgot. We don't have a list. That's why I say the greatest respect he just paid to us. Was, was that he prepped. Was that the I thought know. that went into this. This And yesterday, I, I think it was yesterday, I asked him, maybe it was either yesterday or Tuesday, I said, you know, literally a minute or two, just, you know, I need people to, to recognize that there are people out there who feel that we're vital to the global Jewish world. And boy. Did that come across? Um, I, yeah, I agree, but I also think it just served as a reminder to us. Yeah, that we that you know we've done a lot in the last eight years. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, and the future the future is bright, and it's not so far away. It's really not. We'll be able to pick ourselves up, please God, and everyone will sooner, hopefully, than than we thought. But until then, we are desperately in need of your support. Uh, we've been here every single day during COVID. Hara, thank God. God's been very generous to all of us. We've been here every single day. Legal holidays, Cholamoid, everything. Uh, the only time I took off was, as you know, for my uh, beloved elbow. <laughs> but we, we, of course, had very qualified You're people. You're making the other elbow feel bad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, had, beloved app, beloved elbow. We had very, very qualified people taking over yes. in my absence. And thank them so much. Yeah, so I please, have to do it. Please. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, please, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Be very generous, very generous. If I told you what the Rosenbaums do, like if you want that to be a barometer, what the Rosenbaums do for us every single year, uh, you're going to have to write a big check. You're going to have to. So I'm just telling you right now, if you're saying to yourself, you know, Ralph said it all, I want to do what he does, I'm telling you now. Add a few numbers to whatever it is you wanted to give because they are very dedicated to making sure we continue. We should also just mention, by the way, that monthly plans are available. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Because you don't have to do what the Rosenbaums do in one shot. Correct. If you want to give a 360 donation, give 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month is a $360 donation, which is amazing. Correct. 20 times high. It's amazing. If you want to give 1000 you could give whatever it is, 88 or whatever it is a month, please. If you want to do that, have your credit card charged automatically. There is a place at fjbunity.org where you can make that arrangement, and we would and that list of monthly donors continues to grow. So please, as Miriam advises, anything that's on at what you would consider a large donation, which certainly we appreciate no matter what the size is, but if you say to yourself, "Is this pretty large to do at one time?" Yes, do ten dollars a month, do twenty dollars a month, do a hundred dollars a month, whatever it is, whatever you're comfortable with, in order to keep us going. And believe you me. The more regular income this network has on yeah. a monthly basis, the better off we are. So it's not like it's not a win-win situation. It is a win-win right. to have you do that, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Sure. Uh, coming up, Charlie Harari at 10 o'clock. It's Allison Josephs. Miriam Wallach, who's here, has a very interesting live show today with Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the YU Max. They're going to be talking about goal-oriented personal programs during this interesting COVID time, and I think it's a phenomenal topic, and it starts at 10.30, and then we get to discuss – that and a lot of other stuff during the live lunch beginning at 11 a.m. 
Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Already automatically I'm thinking that your topic we're going to be discussing later on. That's all right. We're going to discuss uh, Rabbi Goldberg and your interview from last night. Really? Yes. Wow, with all of our brand new Boca Raton listeners. And uh, brought to you by Bartanura. Yes. And, Bar- and brought to you by Bartanura. Yeah, we're going to discuss that. You don't think that was hilarious? Let's discuss that later. Uh, I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. This listener says, opportunity knocks once. Go for it. If not now, when? America is not America anymore. Interesting. Uh, th- someone would like to dedicate a song to her son who's taking his last college final. It's been a journey, and I give him blessing for success and to all those who struggle and fight to succeed. Um, and uh, dedication as well to others who are resilient um, who are resilient and, and to their loving parents as well. Well, I apologize that we've run out of time to actually dedicate a song, but that is an important... Live lunch, live lunch. Maybe during the live lunch we'll do that, and we'll revisit this app comment from JM and the AM. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Mechem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com, and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Please support us, fjbunity.org and uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. And I thank the Rosenberg family for dedicating this morning's show in memory of our beloved friend Lou Arf, um, Eliezer Bernard Banchalak Cohen. Thank you very, very much. And I remind you, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best and now available in every Trader Joe's in the United States of America. Have a fabulous Thursday, and thank you so much for listening. We'll speak with you during the live lunch, and Miriam will speak with you at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a great Thursday tomorrow morning. Weekly update with Malcolm Honline. Till then, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. (laughs) 